I guess for me, this is very apropos. We just read about prayer. So I guess it'd be a great way to start the share for me is to just uh, take a second just to be grateful for this opportunity to thank God that uh, hopefully I don't babble too much and there's some substance in here and that somebody gets some uh, great tools or gifts or, or something that's relevant to them. So uh, again, that will be done at my will. Amen. Uh, all right. So for me, I'm Langston. Uh, I'm a compulsive, definitely compulsive overeater, a binger. I've been in these rooms since October of 2020. Uh, I guess for me, uh, I didn't know I was an overeater. I just was always a big kid. I always tell the joke that I was like 150 pounds in the third grade. Uh, this was at the doctor's office. This wasn't like one of those funny scales. This was actually like a legitimate medical, you know, the three beam scale. So, uh, you know, after getting that, you know, the doctor looking at me, I was like, you're only eight years old, nine years old, you're 150 pounds. We got to do something about your weight. My mom immediately took me to go get ice cream after that. So God bless mothers and all that other stuff. But that also isn't probably a good thing because, that's kind of been a big theme in my whole entire life. Um, I had a job, I had a vocation that encouraged big size, the bigger, the stronger, the faster, the more violent, the better. Um, and you also got rewarded with food. If you played well, you got two pizzas. If you played bad, you got six pizzas because you, um, you know, you need a little bit more encouragement. And, and that was just one pizza before you got back to school and they gave you more food. Um, and so uh, to compound that, and or not to compound that, but I grew up in the South as well. So there are a few things we know. We know food, we know football, and that's pretty much it. Everything else is kind of takes a back seat to that. And I say that jokingly because you can kind of hide in a lot of those things and not really have to uh, manage life. And I did that for a really, really long time. Um, you know, when I bring up being from the South, when you're raised, when you're born, you eat. When you die, you eat. And everything in between, we're eating in between as well, uh, to whether it's happy, sad, so reprogramming a lot of that for myself was a, is a big thing. And that's something that I still haven't gotten together. Um, and again, you know, compounding that with, uh, with how I got paid and, you know, again, eating, the more I ate, it was more encouraged. So uh, trying to disassociate money and success from, you know, just big meals, big food. And we talk about a lot of this stuff in these rooms where, uh, and I've learned these things in these rooms where a lot of times we focus on the food instead of the family or the relationships when we have Thanksgivings or meals. And um, I definitely think about myself when it comes to that, because, um, you know, there'll be times I, I wake up, I have a laundry list of things to do, but I'm I'm really focused on, man, what am I going to eat later on today? Because I have a I have a really good system. I can deprive myself and then use that later as a reward to try to tip myself over. Um, as far as, you know, I did really good. I, I didn't, you know, I worked really hard. I didn't, you know, yell at anybody today. So now it's time for the, for the reward. And it goes back to kind of some of that old patterns that I had as a young kid. Um, I think I've always been a compulsive overeater, um, just always incessantly eating. Uh, I mean, all the stories that I've heard in the room, stealing money from my parents. The, my, my old man used to have this big change uh, bottle. Uh, I'm sure a lot of guys have it. You throw that change in there. And I remember I went from taking the dollars out of there to go buy food to getting the quarters out of there to go buy food to all the way down to the nickels and the dimes. I was I will say that I never got down to the pennies just because the pennies were too much to drag up to Taco Bell or to wherever as a kid. So um, but again, the sneakiness, all of those different things um, and really just coming back to that and being 
you know, being honest about those things is some of the biggest things I've learned in this program is that, and we hear it all the time, this is a program about honesty. And so again, even though that wasn't quote unquote, you know, I didn't steal from my dad to go buy drugs or whatever, but in, in essence, it was stealing. And he was thinking about doing something with that, that money. I mean, as, as tight as my old man was, he had some type of plan for that, but I stole from him or my mom or friends or roommates. And we, we don't have to go down that because I've, I mean, I've, we've all done that. We've all done that. So again, that's a big qualifier for myself. Um, one of the biggest things that pushed me into this room is uh, I have a, a godmother who's, you know, vegan anesthesiologist. I think, you know, she's probably like my spirit animal, you know, of course, real fitting for her to be my godmother. And we were talking um, after her husband passed away right around the time before I came into these rooms. And we're talking and, and I'm, I'm not a, I'm not foreign to 12 step. My mom was in some 12 step stuff. My brother has been into I've been in some stuff when I was really young, uh, sitting in the back of those rooms while my mom was doing 12. So it wasn't foreign to me. But when my godmother kind of talked to me and was like, yo, I got to get back to my OA meetings. I'm like, what are you talking about? OA? She's like, well, I just see myself. I've been getting out of control with my food. And, um, you know, since my husband died, um, it's just like hit me with a wall of bricks that, you know, what I never imagined her. We never had this. We've had all type of, you know, religious discussions and all these different things. But for her to do that, and I always say that's a big God shot for me because again, I've grown up with nutritionists and different people on how I got plenty of knowledge on how calories works, how carbs work, late night, all of that stuff. But it goes back to what it says in the big book that you know, knowledge failed us. You know, my self will failed us. Like I, I know all the stuff that works, and that's probably the, my problem is that I know too much and I kind of control and 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 change and try to, but you know, you eat sugar all the time. This is why you can't get rid of that stomach. Doesn't matter how much you work out. Uh, uh, you know, the reason why those blood pressure numbers won't come down is because again, <laughs> there's a reason why fried food and they tell you all these. And so again, that's been my biggest thing. And so being kind of in the middle of that picture or that blind spot coming into these rooms is just a really sobering thing for me to hear that, you know, I, I don't know. The biggest thing that I do know is that I don't know. Um, and, you know, I can sit around here and pontificate, but all these results that I have, whether it's the relationships, and that's a big litmus for me, um, is that I've come to realize, you know, my weight doesn't move as fast as I want it to. Uh, you know, I work out crazy and I have to, you know, kind of balance those things because I can get kind of obsessive about that. But the big barometer for me is relationships. And that was probably the sticking point for me. Um, why, why I came into these rooms, uh, relationship with my wife, my family, just, I don't know if it was exacerbated because of the COVID. There's plenty of reasons, but for whatever reason, it got me into these rooms and it helped me to try to get out of myself. And that's the biggest thing. Um, I guess the biggest kind of misnomer for myself is that um, I, I, I walked around the world thinking I was this kind of holier than thou. And, you know, I, I meditate, I pray and, you know, I, I donate to the puppies and I do all of that different stuff, but everything I did was a selfish it's, it's, and that's the beauty of the big book and how well it's written, even though it's pre, you know, civil rights, pre prohibition, all this other stuff. The truth is the truth regardless. And that was one of the biggest things I realized is that how covertly selfish I was. You know, I was doing a lot. Yeah, I'll, I'll do things for my wife or I do things for my daughter, but somewhere back there, it's, it's about me. It's about, and so those are some of the biggest things that I learned in this program is being honest, trying to serve, uh, reading the different stories in the book, book about, you know, trying to get out of myself. Um, and this has been one of the great big examples when Miss Andy asked me, 
I guess a couple of weeks ago, three or four weeks ago to, to, to be the service or the main speaker for this meeting, I was, I mean, it's, that's the beauty of service. You start thinking about, man, I got to be on my stuff. I can't let Miss Andy down. I don't want to let all the folks that I see all the time. And that's the beautiful thing. It got me out of myself um, because again, it's football season. I can, oh man, Saturday morning, I got to, you know, watch game day. I got to do all this other, I got to go out to, you know, there's plenty of excuses, but this is the most important thing for me now, because if I don't show up and show up for myself selfishly or show up for you all, um, I can't show up for my family. I can't do all those other things. So um, I want, I think one of the biggest things I've learned in this program is honesty. Uh, that's a muscle that I have to constantly build up. And again, you work that through the steps. Um, courage is another big muscle. Uh, of course, I'm thinking about uh, when I had to do, you know, steps four, five, six, seven, I tell people all the time, um, I knew there were going to be some difficult conversations when I was working at 12 Steps, but one of my good friends who I grew up with, we were teammates, we were friends, uh, lifelong buddies. There was sort of an amends in there that I had to make to this guy. And the amends that I made to him, is, is this is just the miracle of the program. Like, it gave me the courage to show up to my guy who I thought I knew, but I was really scared to do this. Um, and then when I gave him the amends and we went through all of this, he just broke down crying. Now, uh, I told you we were friends before and it kind of kind of like separated and got closer together. But that is the miracle of the program, because even though we're not next door neighbors anymore, we're sharing a locker room and we've grown up. We it seems like we've reconnected and have a whole different respect and different. And, and again, that is I can't put my thumb on one singular thing, but it's because I've been working the steps and I did the program made the amends i could have been on my selfish high horse oh man that happened you know 15 years ago he doesn't care about that but obviously he did because this grown man broke down crying and uh here we are just and and so if that's just one of the little gifts of the program getting over myself getting over my you know being scared cowardly whatever there's so much more on the other side of that it's, it's the other shore as we talk about all the time so for me um the more I show up into these rooms, the more I learn. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I, you know, you hear all the time is 90 meetings in 90 days. This is true. Um, you know, I consider this kind of my whole meeting right here. And one of my great folks who show up every day is that I, I eat every day. So I need a meeting every day. And this is really, really important. And I think it's the same way uh, with here until we can kind of, you know, get ourselves back on solid grounds, specifically for myself. You all are the ones that kind of help me balance and check and you know listening to your stories and reading to the big book um it's just phenomenal uh the things that work for me really uh the things that really give me hope is of course the meetings um finding out more and more service that i do showing up for others especially when i wake up in the morning time just feeling really kind of in that uh, that mood um get out of myself and do something for somebody else, whether it's, you know, send them, you know, the, the daily reading or having a conversation or uh, all of these different things help me kind of get out of having whatever it is in my ego right here on my forehead. It gives me a little separation and I can navigate and make a little bit of, of a better deal. Absence, of course, is key. Uh, I went through the, through the uh, 12 steps originally, um, somewhat as I feel abstinence, but abstinence for me, has been changing and 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 reclarifying itself as again as I've heard in these rooms before progress not perfection um, because I can also be a perfectionist one hundred percent and then also use that imperfection 
as a way to kind of motivate. It's, it's a real sick, crazy little cycle right here, right? And so again, I'm sure all of y'all have some type of little twins that you can relate to. Um, so again, getting over my 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 perfectionism, but also um, today, um, there's 84,000. Uh, it's hard enough for me to control my own thoughts. How am I supposed to assume and control and understand what you're doing? So this is really where that, you know, it's none of my business stuff and just keeping my side of the street has really taught me how to be um, a better person, a better adult, better, uh, better just human being on this earth. And therefore I can go out there and be of some use to somebody as opposed to just being a consumer and, you know, taking up space and you know, trying to get my way in the world and pump and fight like I feel like a lot of people do uh, in this world. Um, it's funny, I had all these things written down, but <laughs> I'm trying to take it this way. Uh, a lot of the quotes, the things that served me in the book, uh, especially these last few months, has been kind of like that step 10 promise, I've ceased fighting anything, anyone. Um, and that's really been my deal. Uh, I've been a, a competitor. I've been a guy who's you know, I can, I can make, I can make this square peg go in that round hole. If you just give me enough time and enough, you know, let me, let me put, and that's, that's not how life works. And I've heard this before. And this is the beautiful thing about this program. The more I read the big book, the more I read and hear these, hear these little stories, the more I am hearing them with different ears, more mature ears, different, you know, yeah, I read that, that, that chapter on the agnostic, but man, it really hits different year two for me, or it really hits different for me. Uh, this time. And so again, that's one of the biggest things I realized. I stopped fighting, showing up. I stopped fighting, trying to be perfect, uh, trying to stop fighting all of these different things, trying to make the world, you know, I, I imagine like it's like the, the plate spinning guy in Vegas or whatever, you know, you can only, it's only a matter of time for you. You can't spin all those plates and they fall on top of your head. So um, it's not my job to make sure that the world is whatever. So all I need to do is just keep my side of the street clean take care of my food, take care of my abstinence, make my amends. Uh, easier said than done. But again, it goes through the habit of practicing these things over and over again. And the stronger that kind of courage muscle happens. The first time my sponsor kind of told me, yo, you need to go ahead and do this, uh, you know, 10 step amendment and you need to go back and tell your wife. I'm like, I already went through the steps. Why do I need to go back and do it? It's, oh, I got to do a daily 10 step. Um, and again, I've heard people say these things before, but there's a difference between talking about swimming and actually being a person who swam before. And so I think that's the biggest thing for me. I, I know what water feels like. I know what doing those things feel like, even though theory is a whole different deal. Um, rule 62, don't take myself so seriously. Um, that's, again, there's enough seriousness in the world. I've lived my life very seriously to try to be a success and do those certain things. And it got me to a certain point, but still left, still left me unfulfilled. So again, I think that's one of the biggest advices I can take. And again, if I take myself to Lex, I have you guys again, or my sponsor or different fellows to kind of say, hey, you, know, you might need to tighten up on that. You're taking that a little bit too, uh, too loosely or whatnot. So uh, I think the biggest thing, and again, I've heard this, you know, the overeating, the overconsumption, whether it just be with food or sex or money, upset, whatever it is, it kept me stifled in my maturity. It kept me stifled in speaking up for myself. It kept me stifled in not being the best version of myself for the world. Um, and even though 
again, I walked around in this world as a really big person. I didn't do my nose, my nose. Now, sometimes, you know, that's that self-will deal. But the more I turn these things over to God and the more I try to stop making these things happen myself, they magically, not magically, that is the miracle. They happen and smooth themselves out. Um, there's so many stories and I talk about miracles a good bit. Um, when I stopped, you know, trying to see miracles a certain way or was wasn't in too heavy in the food you start to see every day there's an abundance of great things and that's where that gratitude list to come in because again i mean we can forget how blessed we are we can forget how great i mean i'm sitting out here at the softball field watching my daughter run around and you know besides her being really really good at it i'm gonna brag about her but you know what's the what's the what's the what's the value on that what's the value on seeing our kids or our loved ones or just be healthy just for today it might not be exactly what i want it to be or whatever but I mean, that's for somebody who's really about numbers and metrics and success and money, I can't quantify and put a number on that. And, and that's great because, again, I don't want to because I think that achievement is just one of those valuable God shot things that the more I can be healthy, the more I can show up and not be over here ruminating about something crazy, the more I can just enjoy life and be a service to her and help her out. And I don't know. So um, I don't know if I've been if I'm getting close to my to my time limit uh, over there, Shelby, but three some minutes. of the biggest things, just like I said, writing, making sure I, three minutes, perfect. That's like I said, I was gonna use the whole 20 minutes. Um, writing is an invaluable tool for me. When I, again, another time when I can't serve somebody or figure out a way to kind of get out of myself, writing, writing those things down. I didn't come to this epiphany. I've learned these things in the room, meditating, combination of meditating, writing, phone service, that's the beauty of these tools. And again, we don't have to use all the tools, all nine of the tools at all the time. Sometimes it may just take two tools. Maybe it takes all nine of them. Sometimes it maybe take all nine of them times two. You got to do them a couple of times. Uh, the whole point being is the more we kind of reach for these things and reach for God and to kind of make that connection in my experience, the more I can have that gap in between the food or the other substances or the anger. Um, and that's been one of the really probably the biggest things. I haven't lost all the weight I wanted to lose, but not being such an asshole, not being such a, you know, it's cool to be an asshole when you're on a football field and people pay you to be that nasty kind of cuss or whatever that do, whatever words you want to, but being a person in the world, it just doesn't work out very well. And then people look at you like you're crazy anyway. So if I had to take anything for now, make sure you guys are, you know, reaching out to each other. Um, the times you don't want to share, the times you don't want to write, the times all these things we already know, those are the times we probably need to reach out to do those things. I appreciate you guys letting me uh, uh, babble and talk a little bit and kind of share my, my truth and experience. And uh, yeah, that's it for me.